What do you know? I don't know. I just know. Well, I'll tell you what I know. It's the dumbest fucking bet I ever heard of. I disagree. I disagree. Welcome to Locky Town, home of the Hammerlock population golfers. I'm your host, Brent Stradamus, here with Mikey Locks. Today, we're going to be talking all about Capital One's The Match. That's Tiger Woods and Peyton Manning versus Phil Mickelson and Tom Brady. May 24th, 3 p.m. Eastern on TNT. We've got two awesome guests. We've got Reed Fowler, DraftKings expert on golf. He gives you great, like, legit hammer locks, like, real picks. He, yeah, that was, that was huge for us. I, I, I'm confident. feeling a lot better about betting after talking to him. 100%. And then our next guest is Jared Van Sellenberg. He was Happy Gilmore's kid caddy who gets choked. He tells great stories. We, we did a shaking thing with him. He talks about getting tackled by Adam Sandler. It, it was a blast. Also, I, I'm kind of bummed that you said that he's the guy who got choked. He's the caddy who helped Happy get on tour. If it wasn't for Jared, then Happy would have never beaten Shooter uh, in, in the, the tour championship. So, yeah, great caddy, great person, great interview. First, before we get into all that, Mikey, how are you? I know we lost money this week. I've been up and down per use. Uh, <laughs> yeah, man, we, we, went, life. we went ham on, on UFC last weekend. We won a ton of money. And then Wednesday came around. And like, I, I honestly have no fucking idea. Like, I'm not a UFC guy, just straight up. Um, you've been, been tapping into Intel, different sources. And I hammered Wednesday like way too hard. Uh, because I was up from from the previous week, and I just Same. got absolutely robbed. Overconfident. It was way overconfident, and I I uh, I won it back on Saturday. We had locks on Saturday. Overeem was a huge win for us, even though he almost died in the first round. Uh, we're recording this on a Sunday. Matthew Wolf and Ricky Fowler just absolutely fucked me in the <laughs> the NBC uh, Taylor made. That, that was fun to watch. I am. I'll say this. I am jacked up for the match. This Thanks is going to be super, God. super fun. It starts at 3 p.m. Eastern on TNT, like you said, from 2 p.m. to 3 p.m. Eastern in the BR app. You guys can watch the BR betting pregame show. Kelly Stewart will be on. Adam Lefko will be on. We'll get some picks from some, some high-level celebs. It'll be really fun. Uh, and the audience is going to have a chance to beat BR. So they will oh, all week go. on BR betting. Take a look. We'll be releasing – uh, you know, seven, eight props that people will bet on and you'll go head to head against Kelly. If you guys win, we're giving away a shit ton of hoodies, which is going to be dope. Um, so this so we're going to have some fun. The premier sports event. Of yeah, we're back. Sports are back. This is so amazing. There's no better way to kick it off than the match. Again, May 24th at 3 p.m. It's on TNT. Tiger Woods, Peyton Manning, Phil Mickelson, Tom Brady, Mikey, should we just should we get to Reed Fowler? Let's get into it. Reed's got some locks for you guys. Jared is going to give you some great stories, and then at the end of this, just stick around. I've got some locks too. Don't count me out. I'll have some locks for you guys. We're going to go through some really fun, crazy props as well. So, uh, looking forward to it. We're going to have some fun today. Perfect. Here he is, Reed Fowler. We are now joined by DraftKings sports analyst Reed Fowler. Reed specializes in the NFL and PGA. And this is why he's going to give us some absolute hammer locks for the match. We got questions for you, Reed. This is a big get for us, Vern. Reed, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we need you to tell the people how we're going to get rich 
on this <laughs> Capital One's The Match next weekend. Uh, how you doing, man? Good, good, man. Invest uh, uh, intelligently. No, 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 no. Um, that's not <laughs> how you get rich. It's not how we operate at least. No. We drop, we're like Phil. We're going out there and we're dropping absolute bombs. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, and that's actually very interesting. That's a good, nice little segue there. Um, this, this match is very interesting, right? So a little, a quick backstory, a backstory in the course, it's medalist golf club. Um, and when you look at this, uh, when you look at this course, it's sort of a Pete Dye-esque. And so when you think of Pete Dye, it's the stadium course, TPC Sawgrass. So that's kind of in your mind, right? It's like a, a position golf course. Uh, what's interesting about this one is it's Tiger's club. And so he's got Tiger tees, right? And so these are like yeah. at 7,500 yards plus. And so you got you really got to hit bombs. If you're Phil, uh, you really got to hit bombs. Brady and Manning aren't going to be hitting up from there, obviously, because uh, <laughs> they would not do well yeah. at all. Yep. Um, and so the course is super long for the, uh, the pros, for Tiger and for Phil. So looking at that, right, looking at Tiger and just taking what we have now, right, especially with all eyes being on the match and, and live sports really honing in on what uh, DJ and Ricky and those guys did um, to now what we have with Woods, Manning, Brady, and Mickelson, it's all eyes on Tiger. Man, this guy is – he's, he's not going to lose twice. There's absolutely no way – uh, there's not a snowball chance in hell that he's got, he's going to lose twice. So even looking at DK Sportsbook at minus two twenty five to win the match, uh, I you could that could have been at like minus three fifty, and I would have hammered it. Just looking wow. at that, just because, wow. and when you look at at what Tiger can do, and then also with Manning, right? He's got how he's got a lot more time off than Brady. Um, Brady's focusing in on what he can do with with the Bucks and with Gronk yeah. and, and trying to get all those guys over uh, to play with him and to win a Super Bowl. Uh, he actually joined Seminole Golf Club uh, when he moved down to Florida. And so that course that those guys are playing that, he's now a member there. But just looking at that, I mean, minus 225, I, I know you got to lay a ton of juice on that. And it, and it sucks that it's not even – that it's like a, a over minus 200. But even then, right, Woods and Manning, to me, seemed like a lock. Would you call it a hammerlock? That's a bit – we're the home of the hammerlock here on Locky Town. This <laughs> sounds like an absolute certified hammerlock, Tiger and Peyton over Phil and Tom. We're yeah, I, I wish I had one of those Thor hammers or like the yeah, hammers yes. that you had when you were a kid, yeah. right? It had like the little squeaky thing on it and you, you tried super hard to make it sound super aggressive. That's a great idea. Yes. Like, yeah, just get one of those guys. We're stealing um, that. But yeah, yeah, yeah hammerlock, so, absolutely. Amazoning it. So <laughs> interesting. I, I've been leaning towards Phil and Tom. I bet on Phil yeah. on match one. I haven't locked anything in yet. You're making a very good case here. Um, and the format to me, they're going to go best ball on the front nine, and then they're going to go yep. alternate shot on the back nine. Uh, yep. That just made it seem like maybe just with the juice the way it is, I could take the, the underdog and look to cash in because it might be a little bit unpredictable. You have the NFL players, but you're telling me that Tiger is going to put the team on his back. It's his home course. It's his home course. The guy's – what do you mean when he was injured, right? So uh, some reports are out there when he was injured, coming trying to come back – probably, you know, obviously around Augusta and trying to come back as, as early as possible. He was practicing, you know, we don't know the, the like the, like the, the, uh, the most accurate depiction of how long he was practicing or how often he was practicing there, but it was quite a bit. And so maybe like, look, I, I there's not many fans there. And so maybe Tiger doesn't use that to his advantage or, or even Phil to that extent, it's not going to yeah. use that to his advantage, right? Both of these guys kind of play up to the crowds. And so, like the, the one spot that you can, I, I do like attacking Phil and Brady early. 
uh, if you want to hedge it a little bit. Maybe there's some, because if you look at just how the course lays out in terms of the scorecard uh, and just how it potentially can play out early on, you got a short par four coming in like at number one. Um, and so maybe Phil can can work his magic that way. It's going to ease in Brady into it, maybe a little bit in Manning and these guys. And so maybe after like three holes or six holes, if you want to attack it that way and then hedge your bet and see if Tiger – uh, Tiger and Manning get you get a, a better number on that, maybe even closer to even money at plus one hundred, like plus a hundred. You yeah. can hedge it that way. Um, but overall, if, and that, if you don't want to lay the juice right at minus two twenty five, that's another thing that I like. But at the same time, when you look at this match and, and the, the golf course, how it sets up, Pete Dye esque stadium style shot makers. I mean, who's better than Tiger in this in this spot? Yeah, and Tom was saying that his game is just absolutely shitty and he's completely rusty yeah. in the press conference uh and Peyton to your point has been seems like he's been playing quite a bit even probably even more than he's let on that's what my sources yeah. are telling me what do you know about these two NFL players and how they'll how they'll come out uh well I know Manning has played a lot in those celebrity pro-ams um and so maybe he's got more of that competitive experience under but I mean it's Tom it's Tom Brady man how do you like how do you go against Tom Brady in anything right? he's got the the, the most like the most chiseled chin I've ever seen. <laughs> Airline never seems to recede. He's got a tan for days. He's one of the most beautiful effing men I've ever seen in my entire life. Actually, so how, how do you bet against? against how do you bet against that? But at the same time, if you watch that press conference, and I'll joking aside, if you watch that press conference that he had with Ernie um, and all four of the the, the competitors there, Tom looked a little. He looked a little shaky. Like his his trash talk was kind of off the mark. It was kind of weird and awkward. Manning was perfect. On by point. The way. On Manning's point. on point. That's what I'm right. saying, man. Tom is like, he seems like he's, he's not invested here. Yeah. And like, who can blame the guy? The guy's trying to win a Super Bowl. Like, a Super Bowl. Bay. The cream is a cold jerseys. Bring him back. He's got Gronk. He's got, <laughs> yes. you know, probably wants to get Amendola and Edelman back on the team. Shit. Bring Vrabel back. Bring all these guys back. <laughs> for, bring them all back for another one in Tampa Bay. But exactly. like, I, if, if I had to choose the one spot that I do like Brady against Manning is uh, out driving him. Uh, I forget what hole that is. Uh, let me just check right here. There's, there's a, yeah. So on hole number three, longest tee shot, Brady on DK Sportsbook is at plus 100, so even money, and then Manning's at 134, minus 134. So if, if you want, Brady can potentially just hammer it. Um, yeah. I've never seen Brady actually hit a tee shot, and so I'm a little worried about that. But I do think the guy after three holes, right, get those jitters out in the first couple of holes, and then that par five, just just let it rip. And so if you want to go after that, uh, I have more confidence in Manning, which is why I do like the Manning-Woods matchup, or excuse me, team. Uh, but yeah. it just oh, with longest sure. tee shot, give me Brady at plus 100. My, you know, my, my Brady scouting report is all from Entourage when he <laughs> appeared in an episode and drama broke his club and I think lost like 10 grand to Wahlberg and Tom Brady. So that's my scouting report. Brady. The swing looked good, though. The swing looked good. Swing looked good. Goes, he casts over the top a little bit, which maybe gives him that, <laughs> that left to right slice. Like he doesn't really bring it to the inside. He kind of goes over the top. And so maybe that's a little, little bit of a, you're going to lose distance, right? When it yeah. goes to the right like that. But, you know, it's, it's, it's hard to say because both of these guys, even Manning to an extent, is probably going to be nervous as shit, right? Because you're playing with Tiger. They've played with Tiger a bunch, but this is a whole nother story. You're going to have millions of people watching this. Cameras right? more right so. There cameras right there it doesn't matter if there's no fans like they know this is the marquee sporting event that we've had right for a long time and so 
the nerves are definitely going to be hot. And if you remember that first tee shot that Matt Wolf hit, he like sliced yes. the shit out of it. Or the, like the, <laughs> the tracker, the ball tracker looked like he hit one of our drives and just went 50 yards to the right. And so I, I'm expecting some of that from, from these guys early on. Like, give me Brady, just like, you know, just rear him back and just hit the shit out of it on hole number three. I love that. Well, yeah. I'm curious about betting on golf in general. What yeah. is like a classic mistake someone would make, you know, one of their first times betting on golf? What's yeah, like betting, a typical thing you see? Betting the favorites. Um, yeah. Just because you got a, a 156 golfers, right, in any given field. It might be less. It might be more, right? Invitationals might be less. But when you see those numbers, when you see Rory at plus 800 or 8 to 1, whatever book you're at, right, when you look at that number, for us of us that bet, you know, golf, baseball, whatever, or excuse me, football, baseball, when you see plus 800 or 8 to 1, you're like, shit, that's an amazing value. <laughs> but in golf, if you look at it, it, it when you just look at the numbers, the, the times the favorites win, if you're, na- if you're not named Tiger Woods in the early 2000s, then the chances of the favorites winning are, you know, it, not in terms of 8 to 1, right? right. So guys who look at Rory – Rom, DJ, uh, you know, even betting Tiger to an extent and Ricky Fowler, popular names, superstars in the game that they want to bet or that they know, right? They've seen on TV and they recognize the name, the farmer's insurance commercials. They'll bet those guys because they're recognizable, they're the favorites, and that number is enticing. But when you look at all of it, when you look at the 156 field, there's so much value, right? Like at 30 to 1, 40 to 1. And that's really where you can. Even more so, right? There were some bets that I had last year that, that I hit like on CT Panic 350 to 1, right? And oh so God. there's some guys that you can take bullets on and, yeah. and really diversify your, your, uh, your bankroll. Not spending eight, you know, you know, eight to 1 on a Rory uh, if he's, you know, he's got, you know, he's got a good chance to win. That's why he's right. a favorite. But in terms of golf, it's, it's not the same. It's not eight and to that's 1. Why, that's why I love listening to you and, you know, Pat Mayo on, the, on that podcast. Yeah. You guys do a great job because – I, I know golf decently well. I know who's, who the favorites are and I can pick from that field. But like when you're getting down, especially if I'm trying to fill out a DraftKings lineup and I need to get someone in like whatever, 6,500 or, or just on the lower end, like I don't know who these guys are. So I need to come <laughs> listen to you guys and say like, yes, CT Pan is, the, is your long shot. I also love the yeah. first round leader. First round leader bet is like oh. my favorite bet of all time. It's so fun. Yeah, and those are so much fun, right? Because you get a hundred to one on like yeah. Keegan Bradley. Yeah, the guy yeah. who's not going to win the tournament because he's got the yips when it comes to Sunday. <laughs> this guy cannot put four rounds together. But first round leader, he's like sixty to one, and the guy averages and he can get at certain courses, right? If he's got the tee draw, whatever have you. There's a couple of different factors. He's sixty to one hit on a on a Thursday. You know, if you put $5 down on a 60 right. to one, you got a bankroll for the next probably year where you can bet, you know, five or six different bets. And that's the other thing too, to follow up on that in game or in tournament betting, yeah. which is going to be very interesting to see moving forward and how it, you know, just kind of goes from here and how it evolves. That's going to be really interesting and in how that happens and just seeing the value that you can get. Like if Tiger, will Tiger, and you're seeing it now with these matches, will Tiger, will this player hit the fairway? Will this guy hit the green? Will they make yes. this play? That's going to be extremely fun because then you can start seeing in terms of the stats and everything or just getting value in the books because they're, they can't react as fast as we can. Um, getting on those, those are going to be really, really fun. It's so fun. And also, awesome. you can lose a lot pretty quick too doing it. Yep. Like you just start trying to I've been doing that for, 
for for this uh, this Taylor made match on on NBC today. I was betting every yeah. hole for like the first six holes. It was so <laughs> addicting and fun. And now yeah. I look back at Bovada. We're recording this uh, for people listening during the week. We're recording this during yeah. uh, the Taylor made driving relief kind of final. I fucked that up. My bad. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I'm looking now, and I have a ton of money on Fowler and Wolf at plus one fifty five. And now I'm seeing yeah. the way I'm following this is on Bovada. They're now plus 375. I think uh, oh, no. and DJ came back, sadly. But anyways, yeah. Reed, you are on uh, Tiger, obviously, like you mentioned earlier. That is our hammer lock. Tell us about some of these props. I know you mentioned the long drive about Tom on the third hole, I believe. Anything else? Yep. You know, Tiger to wear red, Peyton to say Omaha. There's some fun ones out there, probably. And there's also <laughs> some ones that we can actually get rich on. Um, long yeah. drive close to the pin. So what, what do you what do you eye in prop-wise? Yeah, I mean, I really want to do the hole-in-one prop, but it's not going to happen. It's at plus 6,600 on DK Sportsbook, but there's no way that's going to happen. If you and hit that, actually, it's so fun, though. Oh, like, my God. I really want to. I really <laughs> want to. That'll be a sprinkle. Yeah, a little sprinkle. Just why not, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. just why not? Um, no, the, the ones that I really like, I really like to, to incrementally hit the, you know, uh, to get the bankroll up. And so I like the leaders after, at like, three, six, nine holes in that sense. The best one that I like is leader after uh, six holes here, Manning and Woods at plus 100. Uh, it's not going to pay out a ton, right? And if you want to go at more value, right, leader after three holes, Mickelson and Brady at plus 200. Uh, if you think that what I'm saying is complete horseshit and you think that it's going to be the exact opposite, please, by all means, like I, I you know, uh, please go, go on and do that. I do but, not recommend doing that. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> Um, but looking at just looking at how, like I mentioned earlier, how this game is going to go, and this is how I also bet with with uh, and just play DFS with football is like, how do you think this game is going to go? This narrative, right? How do you think this match is going to go? Tiger is an absolute monster, and I was talking with my uh, a guy that I work with, Jeff Ulrich, who's also a friend of Mayo's. He ends up, you know, he, he's a guest on his show, and he made he made a good point: is Tiger is watching the Last Dance with Jordan, right? Definitely, like yeah. all of us are. And he's watching that and he's seeing someone like his peer, his counterpart in a different sport, getting all of this recognition after the fact. You don't think Tiger Woods is thinking about that just a little bit like, damn, Jordan's getting all this love here. And he's like, and he's been retired for this long. I can now get back to number one in everyone's hearts, even though I'm not right now, like the, the golf ranking. If I kick the shit out of Phil right now. Yes. Like it, that's, you know, the, the best thing that I've ever seen Tiger do in match play is when Stephen Ames came out and said like Tiger who, and then he beat him like nine to eight. Like, and so like, that's what I like Tiger to me. And that's why I like that minus two twenty five is at some point, I think this is going to be like very heavily Tiger and Manning leading. Uh, and then maybe again, you can hedge with like Phil, if you think that that's going to happen on the back nine with the, with the uh, modified alternate shot. But, I don't know, man. Tiger, Tiger, Tiger after X of any hole, I think is going to be up, and you're getting plus money on like three, six, and uh, three and six. So that's what I like the most. Awesome, love it. You have it there at Reed T Fowler on Twitter. Where else can the people catch you? DraftKings. DraftKings, yeah, we're doing all these Madden Sims as well. It's pretty cool. Uh, we're, so we're doing fun. color commentary, uh, play by play. We, we talk oh, yeah. about food. We talk about uh, '90s <laughs> hip hop movies and all that shit because love it's it. like an hour and a half each game. So <laughs> I love it. Uh, not on You're Twitter. Trying to fill some Madden time. Yeah, yeah man. It's, it's, and I treat it like it's a real game. 
Some guys are like, why are, you treating, why are you treating this like it's a real game and real players? I'm like, damn it, because it is. My <laughs> this is my life. Real. We I need know that game. Life. I bet on way too much Madden during the quarantine. Oh, it's I feel like it is fantastic, man. It is, it's taking up a lot of my time, and it's great, man. I'm just trying to – Ross, that's everyone. You guys are trying to do it. You guys do an amazing job. Just trying to put the entertainment, the content out there, and it's, you know, it's a lot of fun. So that's all we're trying to do. Exactly. Reed, thank you so much for joining us. Let's get rich on the match. We appreciate your hammerlock. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Reed. Reed, absolute hammerlocks. I might have to take Tiger now. I was leaning Phil, but he made some great cases and points. Uh, that was awesome. I'm really glad he was able to join us and, and give us some locks there. And without further ado, one of my favorite interviews of all time, my favorite actor of all time, Jared Van Stellenberg. He absolutely crushed in Happy Gilmore. He's got great stories. Let's get into it, Vern. We are now joined by Jared Van Snellenberg. You might not know his name, but you have seen him in one of the greatest movies of all time as Happy Gilmore's kid, Caddy, who gets choked by Adam Sandler at the Waterbury Open. We are so excited to have you on. Jared, how's it going? This is the going? best moment of my life. This is the best <laughs> moment of my life. I'm, we got a living legend on the Locky Town podcast. Jared, how you doing, man? I'm doing all right. How are you guys? We're great. I, I want We're to gearing know. up. We're yeah, gearing Mikey. up for the match here. We're, we're, we're right. going full golf, uh, golf gurus. We're trying to get the best lines. We're trying to be sharps for Phil versus Tiger part two. And who better to have on than arguably the, the greatest caddy uh, in the entire world who, you know, Happy gets a lot of credit, the long drives. He, he played well in the Waterbury Open. But I think we all know that you were, you were right by his side helping him give him some tips there. Yeah, man, it's got to know where to stand, right? That's right. <laughs> Do you feel like he took all the, all the credit? Happy gets all the credit, and you helped him achieve greatness. Yeah, he, you know, and he really, he, he really didn't show his appreciation. You, know, you can <laughs> see uh, just with the way he treated me throughout that match. Outrageous. <laughs> I, I want to know, at what point did you find out you were going to get like choked and tackled by Adam Sandler? Was that before you took the job or? No, actually we, uh, uh, the callback for the audition, um, Adam was there. It might've been the second callback. And uh, I think he threw me around a little bit then too. Um, <laughs> we've, we've got video of it here on the, on the zoom call. He, he, they like wanted to see you react in the. There we go. That was in, the gif. Yes. You're all over the internet. <laughs> like, so in the audition, he did some of this or something similar? Yeah, yeah, we interacted a bit. Uh, it's, it's a bit hazy because, uh, you know, I was 14, uh, was 25 <laughs> years ago that we shot that film. I think it came out the following year, 96. Amazing. Um, but, uh, uh, yeah, we definitely, like, got, got a little bit. Uh, I got a little bit of a taste of that. Um, they, they, they did on one of my days, they, they did end up giving me a, a stunt bonus because I think he, he dropped me in a sand trap, uh, and I scraped my, head um, they, no they way. didn't want any trouble from that. So you took it. That, right. that acting here, I, I just want to say, I, I don't think you won an Academy Award. Uh, I would say that you definitely should have for best supporting actor because the way that you went in stride and you kind of went limp body there and when, when you get choked, it's just, it's phenomenal acting. And also when he asked you where you're going with those clubs, Punk, I thought your reaction was, was just phenomenal. <laughs> yeah, it was certainly a lot of fun. Um, 
yeah, I mean, the, the limp body, uh, uh, you know, I mean, you can, you can see it in the film. That's, that's kind of just how I was built at the time. <laughs> <laughs> was, was the blonde hair a personal choice or was that part of the movie? Yeah, it actually it was. So I'd been wanting, like, I was a bit of a punk um, at that age. And I'd been wanting to do something with my hair all summer. And, uh, and find, you know, my mom was just like, don't do it. You'll never <laughs> book another gig. You will never book anything. And I bleached my hair blonde. And like two, three weeks later, I booked Happy Gilmore on my first features. So, oh, my God. Um, yeah, yeah, you sure did. But, but then uh, when they booked me, like we, we didn't shoot this until maybe two, three months later. And they said, don't cut your hair. We're booking oh my you. God. Don't cut your hair. Um, so it was not normally uh, quite that prominent. And there was a lot of hairspray used on set. Um, <laughs> that's, that's how you get that look. Okay. Did Adam Sandler say like, sorry? before he did all of this? Uh, no, no, that wasn't <laughs> no. Really his style. Um, you know, he was, he's, he's about what you'd expect him to be based on the character he plays, at least back in the nineties. I think maybe he's chilled out in, in his later years now, but, uh, back then he was, he was, the, he was the same guy, you know, whether the cameras were on or not. <laughs> oh my God. So he, he was kind of a wild, he was a wild man around the set. Oh yeah. Well, it was, it was a pretty wild set actually. There was, there was a really good like feel, um, you know, people were working. He was clearly like friends with some of the producers um, as well as actually the caddy that came after me. I think they were pretty tight. Um, and yeah, it was, it was good times. So I want to ask you about the caddy because I, I think it was kind of criminal that you weren't there at the, the, you know, for, for the later stages and, and, you know, you were there for the Waterbury Open, but tell us stories about the set. Uh, who was your favorite? Who's your favorite character in Happy Gilmore besides yourself, obviously? Char- character? Well, I mean, I, I may be biased from working on there, but uh, Carl Weathers was one of my favorite oh. people uh, to work with through my career. He, he was he was pretty fun, and, and we actually got into it a little bit on my last day on set. Um, I actually en- ended the day uh, with a Carl Weathers sized handprint across my stomach. Um, but I got him back. I got the last word. What happened? Uh, Just like he got his hand back. So, yeah, I don't, <laughs> you know, the way it started, it was, uh, you know, it was my last day on set. We were standing around talking. It was the two of us and, and maybe a couple other people. And I, I don't remember what he said. He gave me some piece of advice or said something. And he just reached out with his hand, uh, like the back of his hand and kind of tapped my stomach lightly. Um, and I, I sort of looked at, like, as he did that, and I looked back at him, and I tapped his stomach, and it just escalated from there. So we spent the rest of the day sneaking up on each other and whacking <laughs> each other in the stomach from behind. That's Apollo uh, Creed. <laughs> That's uh, Chubbs. So, That's Chubbs. So he definitely got the hardest hit in, being Carl Weathers <laughs> and, and me being the 14-year-old kid you see in the film. Um, but I got the last one. I think I had already wrapped. And instead of going home, I snuck back onto the set. Um, we were doing a shot, you know, one of the golf shots because we were on the course. And I hid behind uh, the row of extras who were the, the um, 
uh, the fans, the spectators. Yeah. yeah, the fans. And I waited for the shot to finish, and I came running out, uh, got him from behind, and then took off. He took off after me, but the extras parted for me, let me oh through, God. and closed ranks uh, behind me. No way. So, I just picture jump around playing in the background of, of all of this. <laughs> and I would, you know, this is a, this is a, a, a you know, predominantly sports betting con, uh, podcast. What yeah. would you put the odds of the, the fight between you and Carl Weathers at, at that time? I think <laughs> you'd be a nice little underdog at maybe like plus yeah, 3000. Yeah. I mean, you can make bank if I came through, I, I think you'd have to, you know, uh, you, I don't know, plus, plus 10,000. Yeah. You <laughs> could take a hit too. You could take a hit. <laughs> You got You can tell. You took one yeah, from Apollo well, that's, Creed. That's true. I'd keep bouncing back up, probably, yeah. if, as long as I could keep them off. Uh, you know, keep from hitting my jaw. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, were there a lot of pranks happening on set like that? I mean, yeah. Um, I mean, that's pretty common on set. I was, I'm, tr- I'm trying to remember now. It was a long time ago. I, I think it was Happy Gilmore. It might have been another set, but I think it was Happy Gilmore where people were running around with. Um, I don't know what you call them, but those big, it was, is like these big clamps uh, that they use to like hold down, you know, if you're pulling a sheet for lighting, you need to clamp it down or whatever. So people were running around trying to um, hook those onto the back of other people's shirts, um, uh, you know, and get away without them noticing until they like moved in their chair. Um, I'm trying, uh, yeah. Uh, I, unfortunately, I think it was long enough ago. I, I, I don't have any others for you, but that, that's all right. I mean, does the song jump around? Mikey was talking about it. Does that like trigger you? Do you or do you get like memories when you hear it? Or uh, yeah, well, I mean, you know, I grew up in the '80s, so uh, <laughs> I certainly knew the song from before too. But yeah, it does have a special place. What? Um, I just wanted to like when. When Happy Gilmore, you witnessed his 400-yard hole-in-one. Uh, you know what was that moment like? <laughs> um, <laughs> was it the Waterbury? That well, was yeah, the Waterbury was. Open. I mean, I think for me it was the first time I'd seen one of those big cranes they use in film production sometime. Because mm-hmm. the the way they filmed that shot, they had a camera up on the crane uh, looking down um, on the ball. And then as, as, you know, as he shot it, they, they like fly the crane forward um, in order to produce the like follow the ball shot. Yes. Um, I don't know that it was a 400 yard crane. I don't, I don't, they must have done some of that in post somehow. Um, but it was like, it was like, you know, seeing movie magic for real uh, professionally for the first time. That was that montage is just so great. My favorite is when he hits a drive when he's just kind of going off and you're there caddying, just a, a, doing a great caddy job. He hits his drive and he just immediately raises his hands and starts screaming. He probably had no idea where the ball was going. Uh, that, that was my favorite part. But I do want to ask you, what happened? Why were you not Happy's caddy the rest of the movie? The rest of the guy, the other guy came in, the homeless guy. He found him. He was washing his beard in the pond. Uh, we would have liked to see you there. What happened? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I imagine they, they probably wrote it that way. I think if, if, you know, if they could have known how well my role worked out in my character, they might've stuck with me for a little longer. Um, but yeah, it's, it, and it's actually hilarious because uh, I've definitely 
that other guy's photo um, shows up when you search my name sometimes. I think it's gotten better now, but 10 years ago, it was definitely the first photo popping up. It was like, oh yeah, no, that's not me. <laughs> He's been in tons of stuff as well. I mean, you have two. Yeah, yeah. He was like grandma's boy. He was the star of that movie. Uh, right. how, how often do you watch Happy Gilmore? Like, is it like a once a year thing or at this point, do you avoid it? Um, yeah, I don't, I think I saw it enough times in the nineties <laughs> that I, I was pretty much like, all right, I've seen this movie now, you know, because you got to watch it with like every group of friends for a while. I think I've moved past that phase, but I, I do <laughs> get asked for, you know, the Jared Van Sullenberg watch party, uh, sometimes these days now too. I could see that. I mean, did your friends think it was like the coolest thing ever though, that you were in? Oh, it's yeah. such like a guy oh, yeah. on a Sandler movie. We all went to the theater on, on opening night. <laughs> I, I tried to talk to me to letting me in free, but they, they, they weren't happy. <laughs> they didn't, did they believe that you were the caddy? Uh, I think they did after the fit. Somebody picked up on it after the, the uh, film played. Mm-hmm. I don't actually know what, you know, we went, we went to the theater. I remember we went to like a Burger King across the street after. And by the time I got home, I had a $2 bill uh, in my wallet that was like, you know, great work, good luck in the industry, kid. Written oh, my on God. It, and I had no idea where I picked it up. I had no <laughs> Like, it got flipped into my change. I don't know if it was the theater or the Burger King or what. Cool. That's awesome. I mean, were you, like, calling your friends, like, I just got tackled by Adam Sandler today? I, at one point, he tackles you, right? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. He, like oh, yeah. you, you take it like a pretty good shot. Yeah, that's why yeah. I, I like his odds against Carl Weathers. Yeah. <laughs> it is uh, unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, I got recognized on the street from that role for probably a good ten years after. Um, I started growing facial hair around twenty ten, <laughs> and that that kind of killed it. But did you keep the blonde hair for a while so people knew? Uh, yeah, I must have for a few years. Um, if, if, if you trace through my filmography, you could figure out when I switched it, but I, okay. I, don't, I don't remember exactly when it was. No. Well, you were also in Rat Race. Which, yes. Like, how did that set compare to the, the Happy Gilmore set? I love Rat Race, by the way. Well, yeah, that was a little different. That was, that was the first film that I traveled for. So we actually, I, I was based in Vancouver where Happy Gilmore was shot. Um, and we shot part of that um, in Alberta and then part of it uh, just outside LA. Um, so it had a bit of a different feel. I was only, I, I was f- sort of fewer days. Um, working with John Lovitz was a lot of fun. That's cool. Um, he's, he's a funny man. He's, you know, very gracious. Um, so yeah, that it was definitely had a less of a wild feel. I mean, it was also a much bigger budget. I think it was, you know, Happy Gilmore back then, Adam had only done, I think, one movie. Um, it was really kind of a surprise, massive success uh, where, you know, yeah, Rat Race had, had kind of a different, like, less of a kind of ragtag crew feel to it the way Happy Gilmore did. There were a lot of famous people on that movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Do, and now you're you're a prof- professor of psychology is that psychiatry correct? psychiatry excuse I, me I, so yeah it's tough I, I it's so confusing to explain um <laughs> i'm a psychologist by training but i don't see patients 
but my title is assistant professor of psychiatry. Um, but I have an appointment in psychology as well as biomedical engineering. Wow. How did you that took, all happen? Yeah, you like took what, a different you were, turn. <laughs> yeah, you were on your way to yeah. winning Academy Awards, in my mind, and then now you're <laughs> professor. What, how did that all happen? Right. So I got to college, and uh, in contrast to high school, I discovered I was good at it. Um, and I, I, I kind of got really into it and I really liked psychology. I took some courses early on, decided to major in it and it became clear, um, by about my senior year, maybe late, late junior year that I, I, you know, that I could kind of go all the way, get the PhD, get to a top tier university. And I ended up going to Columbia and, uh, and so it was, it was about a year of real soul searching, like which way do I want to go? Because I was it, going into my senior year, I was uh, facing like, basically I was going to take on a 70 hour work week, um, you know, with a full course load, between the full course load, I was volunteering in two or three different research labs at that point, plus doing an honors project, which was a whole research project of my own. Um, and it was just going to be impossible to keep going to auditions if I decided to do that. Um, and, and that's the way I went. I think ultimately it was the more stable career choice for me. Um, for sure. you know, a friend of mine at the time who was also in the industry, you know, I, I sort of said like, you know, some, some of the people who work in this industry get to have amazing careers and like, you know, I feel like I might be giving that up. And he said, yeah, but I feel like people who win the lottery win hundreds of millions of dollars. But I'm not <laughs> going to spend my life waiting to become one of them. That's a good um, point. And I think that good was friend. kind of the tipping point for me. Yeah. Well, and it, yeah. And he's still in the industry. He's more of a writer. He was acting, directing, and writing kind of at the time. I think he's mostly a writer these days. Um, but uh, that was that was kind of how that how that went. And you know, I ha haven't looked back. Can you psychoanalyze Happy Gilmore? <laughs> like he clearly has some like grandma issues. I'm not really sure what's going on. Like, can can we get a quick psychoanalysis of of our hero? <laughs> right. Um, so unfortunately, I'm not that kind of psychologist okay. or, or psychiatrist. <laughs> um, so I could I could maybe try to half-ass something. It's it's this yeah. hilarious state we're in now. Actually, Freud is used more heavily in the humanities in like in literature analysis for example than it is in psychiatry um certainly not in in psychology um that is the first time freud has been brought up on this podcast it, it <laughs> might not I, don't be know. I have no idea what what that meant for <laughs> <laughs> okay so do your students ever approach you about being in happy gilmore oh yeah all Every the time, time. Um, I actually, oh shoot, I don't have this handy. I had a comment. I mentioned um, in my lab Slack channel that I was going to be doing this interview. And one of my students said, I will forever remember the moment I was watching TV and Jared appeared in the Adam Sandler movie. I almost choked on my water. Um, so that <laughs> literally just happened. I, I, was on a, I was on a high level Zoom call about two weeks ago with uh, there's sort of chair of psychiatry uh, at Columbia University, at Yale University, you know, uh, vice chair for research at my university at Stony Brook, as well as um, important people at, at Penn. 
um, as well as a bunch of NIMH leadership, so the National Institute of Mental Health. They fund all of us. All of these people are on this call, and somebody dropped in the GIF of me <laughs> being shaken by Adam can Sandler. You, can you kind of shake with us? <laughs> can we all do it together? Can we all? <laughs> Yeah, that's awesome Uh, before we let you go do you have a pick for for the match it's it's tiger woods and peyton manning versus phil mickelson and tom brady you are an esteemed caddy so we we got yeah i i i think it's really clear um (laughs) i think you got to go with peyton Uh, wow who's 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 had more time to work on their golf game i mean I, That's exactly you know, right. I think, you know, if you, if you go stroke by stroke, Mickelson, you know, maybe beats Tiger by, by a couple of strokes, one, one or two, um, you know, over under like 1.5 maybe there. Uh, but I think um, Peyton probably has Brady beat by five or six at least. There it is. From the caddy himself, Jared, thank you so much for coming on. That was awesome. We really, really appreciate it. And I hope that your students don't bug you too much and don't hit, hit the GIF on you too often. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I could take it about, you know, once every couple of months or so. Tell them it's a letter grade. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. right. <laughs> awesome. Thank you, Jared. Thank right. you. It was a lot of fun, guys. That was awesome. Thank one. you. For those of you who weren't on the Zoom or aren't watching the video, We just did the choking dead body flopping motion with Happy Gilmore's caddy. That's a highlight in my life. I'm still mad that that's where you recognize him. Again, (laughs) awesome performance caddying. I mean, to to tell Happy how, you know, where to, where to aim on that par four, which was a blind shot that he got the hole in one on that's, that's the caddy. And you're, you're, you're always defaulting towards the choking. His flop motion too, like the face he he made the face. It's exactly incredible. It. Go to our Instagram at Town BR. We're going to post it there for sure. You guys got to see this. Great actor. Without, he was awesome. Yeah. yeah. Let's get into the picks. We made our own props for the match. Really, really excited. Let's start with the big one, right, Mikey? Which team? We're going with those clubs, punk. Sorry, I just had to say that. <laughs> we got Tiger Payne, Bill Tom. I'm your caddy. I'm done. Are you Go focused? Or are you with me? No, I'm going to think of like two other lines, but keep going. Okay. Who wins the match? We know Reed really, really, really likes Tiger and Peyton. And Jared likes Tiger and Peyton. Yeah, I'm taking, I, you know what? I'm not sold yet. Um, I haven't made a bet. This isn't the, the, the best for content, but I'm going to sprinkle on Phil and Tom to start just at those odds. And if I can get a close to even uh, juice on, on a live bet, I will hammer Tiger and Peyton. I, I think that is after listening to, to read, uh, that seems like the best bet. And, and I know Tom is super rusty. I've got, I've got to take care. Tom is rusty. He's been saying he hasn't been playing. He's trying to get into football shape. But for those of us who have read or listened to anything about Tom Brady is that he is an absolute madman when it comes to perfection. He will work on things over and over and over. It's part of the reason he is so great at football. Like, I believe that he somewhere right now, as we're recording, is just practicing his swing. No ball, club in hand, just taking cuts. Total dry cuts. I've got a take. Here. That's a great take. 
Thank you. <laughs> yeah, no so I was leaning toward Phil and Tom. This is like sometimes in college football, we wait for a heavy, a big favorite to give up a touchdown on the opening drive. Yes. Hammer lock, hammer lock, the big favorite. We just got a live bet it. I kind of like that. So I'm going to hope Phil and Tom get out to an early lead. Yeah, exactly like you are. And then we come in on Tiger and Peyton fat. That is an unbelievable analogy. This is like Ohio State, Oklahoma. We, you let them lose a hole or two, and then we, we pounce. I love that, Vern. You're kind of vibey right now. I, this is a rare, rare moment yeah. in which rare we w. lockstep. Yes. Yep. All right, next prop here. Will a playoff be needed? It was last year. It was last year, which was super fun. Um, I think they'll kind of go to the same, the same format where it will be 150-yard kind of made-up hole um, for daylight, TV, whatever. I don't, I don't know what I'm talking about, but um, I do not think there's going to be a playoff. The playoff, I believe, is at plus 350. You're probably looking at like minus, three, minus 400 uh, for no playoff. Uh, I'm going to take the no here. It's a lot of juice to lay, but if you could parlay that with another prop, that would be pretty lit. Now, it, this is a no. I just don't – you can't see it happening two years in a row, especially with two additional players. It feels exactly. like it's going to be harder to pull off. Wow, we are on fire again. This is wild. Next. Next one, will there be a hole-in-one? This would be the most fun prop to root for, by the way. Plus 6,600, I believe. It's like <laughs> minus 10,000 for no. You have to take yes, because are you going to be on the wrong side of history or are you going to be on the right side of history? Are you going to be the guy who said, I bet the hole-in-one and it happened and you made a ton of money? Like, what, you're going to put 10, 15 bucks on it? It's at least worth rooting for. Like, yes, you're not going to win it. But if you did win it, <laughs> it would be super that's, sick. That's not what we're here for. We're here for yeah, fun. We're not, we're here for fun. Thank you. Exactly. All right. Next one here. Which player has the longest drive? I think uh, from what I've seen, Phil is the slight underdog here. I think Tiger's coming in around like minus 130, 140, and Phil's closer to even. We're not going to talk about the football players, I don't think, because they, they won't be with, with the big guns. Uh, I'm taking right. Phil because he drops bombs. I, my favorite video, my favorite golf video is when he's driving into Augusta last year. And he's talking about how his club speed, head speed, and he's going to drop absolute bombs. I'm taking Phil. I'm taking Tiger. It's his home course. He knows when to attack. And I think he's going to just pounce there. On well, it's the, the that's the smart bet. Yes. Thank I'm you. betting with my heart. I'm betting with my heart here. I mean, Phil at a little bit of juice makes a lot of sense because it's, a, it's kind of a coin flip. I don't want to – I've been thinking if I should announce this or not. Um, I'm a Phil guy. I grew up a Phil guy. I love Phil. He is an absolute legend. Um, and so I'm writing him. Understandable. I kind of grew up a Tiger guy. I love them both. Everybody though. grew up a Tiger guy. You can love them both, right? That's not wrong. Not really. It's kind of a rivalry. Everyone I know, when I say I'm a Phil guy, they look at me with this huge look of, of disgust because Tiger is everyone's childhood hero. He's MJ. Uh, but Phil is just so fun, man. He's, he's so goofy. He's a competitor. Loves to gamble. Uh, and he's a lefty. He was like, the we do only like that. We do like that. We can relate to Phil in his gambling. Next one, the player or team to have the highest score on a hole. Tom, a, Tom and that's going to be, yeah, Tom, that's and, Tom Phil. and Phil. hundred percent. They're going to have a blow up. They will have a blow up. Hole. That's yes. why I like them. They're volatile. They're like Mikey Lux. <laughs> it's like betting with Mikey Lux. Exactly. Blow up will come. Next one. Total number of times Tiger twirls his club. I saw this over under at three and a half. I'm going to take the under. Uh, this is a fun bet. We will be betting this, but 
that's a lot of times to do a little club twirl. It's a lot of good shots. You wouldn't know anything about that because you're a terrible golfer. Look, I'm not the world's best golfer, but I love to play. Who doesn't? It's like out there. I'm not the world's best better, but I really enjoy doing it. Having a couple claws, getting out in fresh air. Yeah, nothing. Exactly. Uh, I will take the under as well. Two club twirls. I would I would put the exact number on that. Next one. Will Tiger fist pump? Yes. Yes. Hundred percent. We got him winning. If he wins, he's fist pumping. Certainly on eighteen, it's happening. And like, I think, I think Peyton's gonna fist pump. I wish you could bet on. Oh, that. Oh yeah, Peyton's gonna fist pump for sure. Peyton. Peyton. He'll probably do it. do it as like a joke. He'll like right. try and be fun. You know, probably land. He's pretty. Peyton's been pretty landy. His SNL was great, by the way. Funny guy. Next one. Total thumbs up by Phil. Phil loved. I mean, there's no crowd though. That's the thing. Like, I think you're probably going to hammer any under here if it gets posted. Uh, I think this is a made up prop by us, but I'll, I'll set it at <laughs> two and a half because it feels on an actual tour event. Thank you. Thank, thank you. Thank you. He's always doing the, the thumbs up. Uh, I, he might do a couple because that's so just what if he probably, thumbs up? Do, what if he thumbs up his partner? Yeah, that's why I said it two and a half. Yeah. No, okay. All right. I like that. Next one. First player to curse. I think it's going to be Tiger, and I think he's going to curse to himself. Like, you know, he's, he's famous for Tiger. When he, you know, hits a bad shot, he kind of talks to himself. I think he's just going to be like, get your shit together after a bad shot to himself. And so I'll take him. I think those odds would be pretty good, too. I'm taking Tom. Oh. Tom, Tom is just media savvy, though. He's media savvy, but he is so competitive, and he's not the best golfer, as we know. So I'm going to take ultra competitive, bad golfer, first swear word. Dude, also, what do we think? It, what do we think? You're of, seeing it super well right now, by the way. I, I've done research. I have thought about this for hours. Who do we, who do we, what do we think the, the curse word will be? The first one. You said shit. I disagree. It's going to be fuck. It's going to be a straight up. It's going to be a fuck yeah. for sure. They'll you know probably times, out. Yeah. When you're on the golf course, how many, I mean, I played yesterday. I think I said it. I mean, 18. <laughs> no, I was gonna. I was gonna say like 123. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, fair. Yeah, I was just giving you one per hole. Most swear words. So who will who will cuss the most? Peyton. That's yeah. my bet. I think he's just he's gonna. Peyton seems like he's having a ton of fun here. Um, yep. He'll be he'll be he'll be hanging out free willing. Will Tiger Woods wear a red shirt? Yeah, I mean you have to bet. This is like the hole in one to an extent. <laughs> I think a uh, red shirt is minus 300 uh yes and no is like you know plus 225 or something but you have to bet yes here only betting yes because it's on a sunday good take again jesus you're on fire my man (laughs) if it were a saturday nope i would totally take the plus money but tiger on a sunday like i feel like he's contractually obligated to wear red he's wearing red right now we're recording on a sunday who knows i I have a take that's a good take thank you thank again Next one. Will Omaha be said by any player? I think, I think Peyton is going to be in his bag when he's, with the jokes. You saw him at the press conference. He was on fire. I think he's going to come prepared with some good jokes, and I think it'll include Omaha. Yes. Yes. I love that. Will someone other than Peyton say Omaha? No. Okay. They'll, they'll leave that They're to him. Too locked in. This, I, this next one is so hard. Will deflate... <laughs> be said by any player 
again, yes, it's going to be Peyton. I think like I'm, I'm really banking on Peyton uh, writing some, some funny jokes out ahead of time. I, you saw it in the press conference again. He's been going at Tom, having fun with it. I think he'll make a little deflate gate joke. I love it. And I do think you take this similar to the hole in one. Like you just, you want them to say it so bad. Like, and then you get to be like, I bet on deflate. I bet that he would say that. That's exactly. a huge win. That's fun. We're having fun. Yes. That's the whole point. However, they're playing for charity. I think deflate over the line. I don't think it's going to happen. I'm, I'm really torn about this one. I think it's going to be over the line. Each player might have one thing that they don't want said about them. Deflate is Tom's. And lastly, will any player spike a ball? No, this is going to be a hard no. I mean, you got to respect the golf course. It's Tiger's home course. You can't be making any divots out there. Um, I think they're going to be a little bit more focused. I, I know I've mentioned Peyton will likely be kind of having fun out there, freewheeling, but that's that's too far. Unless Gronk is somehow there, like like Gronk makes a surprise appearance. He I think he spike. would if if it wasn't for COVID. That would be a good call, but I don't. I don't. I think it's too. There's too much going on. I could see him being like a high schooler and just running onto the course and like picking up someone's ball, spiking it, and then running away. Uh, but yeah, no, you're, you're probably that right. Fun. It's a I no. Don't want that I to happen, no. <laughs> all right. We ran through all the props. Mikey, do you have anything else for us? I'm excited. Tune in all week. BR betting. We will be having a ton of fun props that you guys can vote on. We'll have some fun content. Uh, the pregame show is going to be super awesome with Adam and Kelly and, I'm excited, man. It's, Where can it's they sports. watch the pregame show? In the BR app. Bleach uh, Report just app. Open the, open the BR app. 2 it will be Eastern there. On Sunday of the match. That'll be super fun. You guys will have a chance to win actually some super sick hoodies. They're little custom ones. Uh, this the, the BR betting logo with a little flag stick through it. Hot commodity. Whoa, yeah. what? Yeah. yeah, you don't get one for sure. Not. Are you getting one? No, no. All right, well, we'll settle this no off. The, okay, all right, yeah. good. Maybe we can make a bet and we can, we can get one for that. In. All right, Capital One's the match, May 24th at 3 p.m. Eastern on TNT. It's going to be the best day of the year. Absolutely cannot wait. It is always our week, this week especially, more than others. Let's get ready. We are back!